0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're talking NFL playoff challenges with Blair Andrews on Roto-Viz Radio. What's up, Roto-Viz? Welcome back to the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. I'm Dave Cabin alongside Curtis Patrick. We are two of the owners here at RotoViz, but we are tonight are joined by a third, and that is the managing editor of Rotoviz Blair. Andrews, we are very excited to have him on the show. Blair, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing
2: great. I'm excited to be here. Excited to get into some FFPC playoff challenge. Uh, it should be fun.
1: Yeah, so Curtis, we know that you have been extremely fired up about these playoff challenges. I'm going to let you know that we have a show sheet here and a goal for this episode, so I'm going to have to try to keep you on task.
3: <laughs> yeah, good luck, man. <laughs> um, I, I will say, so I'll just get the bourbon out of the way, and then and then we'll just get right to it. Yep. So it's not every, it's not often that we get to pull you know Blair onto the show. This might be the first time that since I've joined the show that we've actually done one. Um, with Blair. So I, I think it's going to be spicy tonight. I think it's going to be spicy. So I grabbed a heavy rye bourbon. Rye is what gives bourbon the spice. And so this is this is lower proof, but heavy rye. It's called Basil Hayden's. Um, it's it's very nice. It's a very nice sipper. And I'm going to enjoy that throughout the show as we build the $500,000 lineup together.
1: That's excellent. So Blair... Um, Before we start putting together this lineup, I wanted to give you a second to talk a little bit about that article that you recently published on the site where you went through some of the game theory, some of the players that you like. If you could just kind of give us like the main idea or some important takeaways that you have for people as a result of working through that piece and kind of going through that mental process, uh, you know, what might be some of those key things?
2: Sure. I mean, I think the game theory aspect is part of what makes this contest so much fun. And if you are approaching it the way you would a DFS lineup, that's probably a good start. I think the main difference is going to be that because there's no salary, the kind of player pool is very condensed. So you will end up with a lot more potential for duplicates. Uh, and you have to kind of find ways to differentiate yourself a little bit, well, in in some creative ways, although you know, you can't get
1: too crazy because you still want to win. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Yeah. Winning, winning would be a, would be a key uh, aspect of it. So I guess, um, just to delve in maybe like a step down on that, if people are worried about having overlap between their, you know, their entry and what other people might have, um, do you think that in something like this, that needs to be at the forefront of their mind or should they first focus on putting together what feels like a good roster of players given their potential for scoring and the teams that they are on and then worry about the duplicates or do you think that you start by trying to build around those guys that are not going to be on many rosters?
2: Um, I mean, I think one of the great things is there are a lot of ways to, to build a roster that can all work. If you start off with all the plays you think are the best... Um, you know, it's likely they're going to be some of the most popular. And I think the most popular lineup in last year's contest was duplicated like maybe a hundred times, 150 times, something like that. So it's, um it's pretty easy to, to get on, you know, the field will coalesce on these on a few different plays. So if you're going to start that way, I think you always have to be thinking about your lineup as like a starting point. And once you get that, you have to make a few tweaks to differentiate and get off of the um, some of the chalkier guys. Uh, but it also, you know, starting with with a kind of a conviction play that you think the field won't be on uh, is also a good idea and would probably give you some uh, options, you know, to take on a little more chalk in other parts of your lineup. So both could work.
1: For sure. And Curtis, I know that you uh, have been talking about uh, quarterbacks. You've been thinking about this a lot. Um, Any questions that you had for Blair off of some of the work that you've been doing?
3: Uh, Yeah, well, the first one, I just wanted to end Blair for kind of how he laid out the teams to target section in his article. So um, I, I just always I just always like how Blair's heady thought process is easy to digest. Um, you know, I, I just... I just that's probably why you're our managing editor. Uh, because you're, you're very effective at getting your points across. Uh, but we have a teams to target section, easy leverage opportunities, difficult decision points, and then we've got the upside spots and correlations. And I really like that categorization. And I, I think as I looked at your article, I was able to shift my brain into you know what I was getting ready to digest. But in the teams to target, I've really been thinking about the Packers and Titans as, man, these teams don't have a path to four games. And just right there at the beginning of the section, you say, hey, they can't play more than three games, but they also have the highest likelihood of having a double point game because they have the shortest path to get to the Super Bowl. And so that's something that I've probably been discounting um, too heavily. and But that's also the beauty of of having a portfolio of entries. And I know we're going to go through that Mm -hmm. exercise, hopefully at least a couple of times tonight. Um, And so I've got to check myself a little bit on that. Um, you know, the other note that you make is just based off of the odds, the chiefs and bucks being the most likely teams to play four games. And not only would they play four games, one of those four games would then end up being the double point game. So we have to keep that in mind with player selection on those teams. Um, uh, and then, yeah, I, I really, I made a very similar point to you uh, around the leverage. If you get creative, especially at a position where it's going to be really condensed ownership, like quarterback, and that's why I focused on uh, that position for my piece, uh, my contribution to the site this week, that one swerve automatically just puts you into this little pocket of potential winning lineups if you hit on it. And so uh, in, in my piece, I highlighted Dak Prescott is a a potential way to do that. Now the Cowboys have a wide range of outcomes here, Mm -hmm. but they were—I mean—they were objectively one of the best teams in the NFL. I mean, and they were a painful, painful to watch, um, you know, at times this season. But I I don't—I mean, at the beginning of the season, no one would have blinked if you said Dallas was making the Super Bowl. Um, They get the home game in the first round. Um, They have a high-powered offense that can score with anyone. They have a defense that creates turnovers. And you know, I, it, it's just not it's not that hard for me to imagine it. And so, I, I just I'm just curious about your thoughts. You don't mention the Cowboys um, in in your notes as a team that they could play for, and I don't know if that's because you you just truly don't think they can, um, or if if you were really just trying to illustrate a point.
2: No, I I definitely think the Cowboys have a path to four games, and I think the Dak call is actually really sharp because. Um, I mean, the Cowboys are,
3: well, let's call it spicy. Cause that's the, theme. <laughs> let's tonight. call it. Yes. That's it's a, a very yeah, spicy. It's a call. Basil Hayden's play. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, the Cowboys are kind of, you know, the, not a lot of the other guys are all that attractive, which in some way makes, makes me think that Dak might get a little more popular than, than we're thinking. But on the other hand, um, if they do play four games, will, you would expect Dak to probably be the, the highest score on the team over that stretch. Um, so yeah, I think there's definitely a path to four games and if they lose, um, you know, we've seen some, I think a couple years ago when the Ravens got knocked out in the first round by the Titans, Lamar Jackson ended up being not on, I don't think he was on the winning lineup, but he was on some lineups that ended up scoring pretty well. Um, you know, all the winning lineups last year had Tom Brady, but the perfect lineup actually didn't. Like, if you had played the optimal lineup, mm. it, you would have had Leonard Fournette instead of Tom Brady. So you don't need, yeah. and you wouldn't have had Mahomes either. So you didn't need a quarterback in the Super Bowl. Um, so there let's are just, ways let's just to, pause
3: right there, and let's just yeah. pause right there because I think that that's another thing that, especially if you're. You know, if you're approaching this contest and you're like, man, I'm only floating one $200 lineup in. I mean, it sounds like your recommendation then is like, hey, let's let's get a little bit different with it. You know, with the teams that are, are really uh, popular as Super Bowl picks, maybe we don't target the quarterbacks if we're only throwing a single bullet in.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think if you're only throwing a single bullet, there are a, a lot of creative ways to get a little bit different, but still give yourself a really good shot to score a lot of points. Like you don't have to get too crazy. Um, You can tell yourself a story of how the playoffs play out. That makes sense. And that uh, is, has a reasonable likelihood to happen and still differentiate your team.
3: All right, Dave, you got any questions for Blair on his piece? Anything stand out to you?
1: Um, I, I guess, well, I can kind of like, if I kind of just pivot here to a question that I had off of there that I think is probably important to bring up, uh, based upon talking about positions there, you know, we talk so much about roster construction, uh, and how important that is. And like in building dynasty teams and in building redraft teams, does that have any place in a contest like this? Do we think Blair? Uh, yeah,
2: definitely. And a lot of that is kind of dependent on the player pool. Um, like this in this playoffs, the running back position in particular looks very weak. Uh, you don't have a ton of guys that you're really excited to play. On the other hand, you have Devontae Adams, Cooper cup, um, Debo Samuel, even these guys will definitely be on more than half of lineups Adams and cup will probably be on close to 80% if not higher. So, um, yeah, I think you want to be, (laughs) you want to be thoughtful with how you're approaching a lot of these chalky wide receivers. Um, but I would expect that a lot of teams in this contest are going to be very wide receiver heavy. I think you'll see a lot more two tight end lineups than you would normally with, uh, Kittle and Kelsey and Gronk and even Waller. Although he, I don't know that he'll be that popular,
1: but yep.
2: All right. Definitely be definitely makes a difference. Yeah.
1: All right, cool. That sounds good. So Curtis, why don't we quickly review the bracket that we had yesterday and we can get Blair's thoughts on it. Think that works. All right. So Blair, we had, uh, Cincinnati advancing, uh, in the AFC wildcard matchup against Las Vegas to face Tennessee. We expect Tennessee to win that game. We have Buffalo beating new England, Kansas city beating Pittsburgh, and then Buffalo and Kansas city playing where I think Curtis and I actually went for Buffalo, Buffalo, then facing Tennessee. And I actually don't know if we ever reached a conclusion on, uh, if we had Buffalo moving through from there Uh, before we bring up the NFC, let's, All right. Yeah. That's what I thought. We put Buffalo in, which, which today I'm not feeling as great about to be honest, but, but, uh, Blair, what do you make of that? Um, I mean, I think that's a very
2: reasonable outcome. I'm thinking if you believe Buffalo is going to make it that far and win a lot of games, um, you know, Josh Allen would be an obvious way to play that, but you could also get a little creative with Devin Singletary maybe. And, uh, assume that in at least some of those games he's scoring multiple touchdowns um you know so there are ways to kind of uh turn that into a into a pretty creative lineup because i think josh allen will end up being the the most popular quarterback
3: oh. even though they maybe don't have
2: the best <laughs> see, odds to make see, that's, yeah that's
3: That's interesting. Um, Yeah, I I had assumed that it would be it would probably be Brady um, off of the assumption that they could play four games again. Uh, He's Mm -hmm. just been so solid. And this kind of dovetails a little bit into as we're going through the bracket, Dave, um, some of what I found with the quarterback study. I mean, Brady averaged uh, 28.3 points per game against um, the rest of the NFC playoff field. Um, uh, th- had a 31 point game against Dallas, 33 point game against uh, the Rams and 21 points against the Eagles who they play in round one. And then over on the other side, uh, 33.8 against Buffalo. And I don't think anybody really thinks, I mean, it'd be, it'd be a storyline. I don't think anybody sees a, a Tampa, New England Super Bowl, uh, but that's the only playoff competitor that uh, potential uh, playoff opponent he played during the regular season did not perform well against. And you have, you know, Godwin out, Antonio Brown out, Fournette just now getting brought back from IR. Evans just it feels like a player that's kind of fallen out of favor over the last you know year and a half. Uh, so to, to, it, it just kind of it feels like to me that Tampa is just Brady and Gronk um, with some really bold folks still having the confidence in, in Fournette if he gets a full uh, a full clearance. Um, so if you're right, then you know my my, my Allen uh, suggestion you know, could really backfire. Uh, I, I was on, on him thinking that, you know, he could potentially be the highest scoring player in the tournament. Um, yeah. what, what I like about your suggestion with Singletary is if if even if the Bills do advance all the way, it's a pivot from Diggs, who probably should be the most popular Bills player um, because of the opportunities of other positions. So you get those points from Singletary, but it's a hedge against the Bills um, not making it past Kansas city or not making it out of Tennessee uh, and, and you get your quarterback exposure elsewhere. So yeah, I, I like yeah. that call.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I think the the Fournette news is going to be really important to kind of determine whether, whether Brady ends up being really popular, because I think if he, you know, if it sounds like he's 100% ready to go, then I think he'll end up, he'll end up being pretty chalky. Just because sure, of, yeah, I mean, sure. of
3: what he did last year mainly, but yeah. So what did we have on the NFC side, Dave?
1: So on the NFC side, we had the Rams moving past the Cardinals, Dallas past San Francisco, Tampa Bay, obviously moving past Philadelphia, which then gave us a Dallas Tampa Bay matchup alongside a LA Green Bay matchup with probably then that rematch with Green Bay and uh, Tampa Bay.
0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
3: This is the side of the bracket I'm not sure that we did resolve. And Dave and I were actually mm-hmm. split on LA Green Bay. LA, yeah. Uh, Dave, to some D- extent. Dave likes but- LA.
1: Yeah. But yeah. like, yeah. I, I mean, you know, not enough that I think we need to we need to trump things here unless Blair were on nah. L.A. as well. And um, you wrote it in blood. I mean, you wrote <laughs> it in blood. You said there's no way this is not <laughs> <Yeah. to happen. laughs> uh, I said, if there's a quarterback that we can trust to yeah. do this, Matthew Stafford's going to do it. He's going to get past Green Bay and take this team single handedly to <laughs> a championship.
3: That's what I said. Yeah. Because he he owned Rodgers when he played for the Lions for all those years. <laughs> yes, right? exactly. That's how that went. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um B- Blair, the game, the game that was really worrisome um to Dave and I. I'm curious how you see this this matchup. This San Francisco Dallas matchup, man. You know, we talked we talked about Dallas being a potential four-game team, but I think the 49ers are a terrifying matchup for for basically anyone. They can win any number of ways. They can ground and pound. They have the high flyers and Debo Samuel and George George Kittle. I mean, we've we've seen, and I made this point on social last night. Uh, his ceiling is as high as Travis Kelsey in this tournament. Now the, the floor is a lot lower in terms of games. Potential games, that floor is probably lower. and also just in, in single game production, the floor is probably lower. but he had two 40 point games in in end premium this year, man. Um, okay. K- Kittles nuts and he can take over he can take over a game. Maybe they exploit him against the the turnover happy cowboys and you know just it's a game of inches, man, and you go for that pick and you know Kittle's gone or he sheds the, the you know the arm tackle. So how do you see this matchup? What percentage would you assign to a cowboys likelihood of victory?
2: Yeah, I mean, I thought um, you know it's funny going through your bracket. You guys didn't pick any wild card round upsets, um, but this looks like it's one that is probably the closest. I know that San Francisco is a popular pick here. I think they are uh, Cowboys are minus three now, which is the closest spread. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I do think that this one. It is looking problematic for for people who are hoping the Cowboys will make a deep run because um, it does look close. San Francisco is scary. Like you said, they can put up a lot of points. Um, I mean, I I guess Dallas is still probably would be the favorite, but maybe 60-40 to win this game. I don't know.
3: Yeah. I I think we might've even said 55, 45, like we feel great about it. It's like, we we want to believe in Dallas so that we can make, you know, those picks, but, um, on San Francisco, then how do you, if you're, if you think it's, you know, one game or, you know, maybe up to three games, I mean, I think they would be the the thing with San Francisco is any given week, they're a tough matchup for their opponent. And so Mm -hmm. it's like one of those things where, you know, Hey, they, they're a six seed. They they feel like a two seed in terms of like the strength. Like I I don't mm-hmm. I wouldn't want the team that I root for playing them. Um, it's hard to imagine them getting all the way through the NFC. But every single week, then I think, all right, well, how would they match up on the road against Tampa? Well, Tampa's missing a lot of offensive firepower, and if they get that into a slow game and can and control the pace, I, I mean, I don't really like that situation for Tampa. I think Tampa, um, that, that, you know, I, I don't know, can they can they win um, ground and pound? um, game against a team like the Niners. And then they make it past there, I think they're a great matchup for green Bay as well. Um, just going to come down to whether Jimmy G could protect the ball in that type of situation, or they could get the, uh, you know, they could potentially get the matchup with the Rams who are the, the only two wins they had in the division this year were both against the Rams. So, it's yeah. you know, how do you play it when you, when it's like, you know, w- potentially one and done or they get all the way through Kittle probably the most will it be split between Kittle and Debo you think? Um, or do you see one of them as as stronger than the other? And who do you prefer?
2: I think Debo will probably be a little more popular. And I mean, in a vacuum, he's also probably the one I prefer just because he's involved in so many different aspects of the game, right? They use him as a rusher, even when they're winning, um, they throw to him when they're losing. So you can see a lot Mm -hmm. of different game strips going his way. Um, yeah like you said I mean Kittle's upside in this contest with tight end premium is almost almost uh unmatched so uh you know if it looks like Debo's gonna be way more popular then I think Kittle's a really sharp play spicy play
3: <laughs> spicy play now hey now, right. now we've got the theme going D- dave uh maybe before we start uh uh, talking a little bit more about the quarterbacks, how are yep. you feeling about this this Dallas San Francisco game with a night to think about it?
1: Uh, you know, I'm not sure that I have much more conviction than I did before. Um, just because this is one of those which, very honestly, you know, is largely a toss up. I really think so. It's hard to really find much to change this. I still think that I default to the fact that it's going to be a home game for Dallas. Um, as a result of that, I would have to favor them a little bit.
3: Yeah,
2: okay, so there we
1: go.
2: I think with a spread at -3 that basically would mean that they'd be even on a neutral yeah. field. Right? So yeah. 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 It really is just comes down to
1: the home game. Yep. All right, so Curtis, with that uh behind us now, you want to chop up these quarterbacks quickly?
3: Yeah, sure. So, uh the approach that I wanted to take is just do an observational study um you know nothing fancy about this. Just just using our game script, uh, game splits app, and our NFL Stat Explorer uh, game logs. We actually have player game logs um, in there. Uh, it's a, a newer feature over the last two years. I know it's it's kind of deep into our menus, but we've got a, a lot of great stuff that you can pull out of that tool. And uh, so, so I just build a grid to understand how these quarterbacks have fared against the other teams in in the playoffs. Just who's been most consistent. What, you know, what type of performance have we seen in, in likely matchups that, we, um, you know, that we could see and then go from there. So at a high level, um, just just the quarterback who averaged the most points per game against his own comp- potential conference opponents. Uh, it actually was Josh Allen. Twenty nine point six point per game average against the AFC playoff field. He played Kansas City, New England, Pittsburgh and Tennessee. 39.7 points against Kansas city. so if you even like the bills just to win that first game, uh, that first game against, Pitt, uh, uh, new England, and then they get, you know, maybe, maybe that is a, an average game for him. He did score 24.7 was the average against the two contests, uh, against new England this year. Then he gets that game with Kansas city. You could have a, a situation where even if the bills only play two games, maybe Allen still gets 55 to 60 points on the board. Um, and and your team is still afloat. Um, he did also score. If they made a run to the Super Bowl, Dave, as we picked in our bracket, uh, in that matchup with the Bucks, he lit them up for thirty-eight point three. Um, you got you got to like that. So and and just as as you were making the point for Debo Blair, you know Josh Allen is game's grip proof too. Now it's nice that Singletary is getting some touchdowns and a little bit of work from closer end now for his prospects and it at least puts him on the radar where he probably wouldn't have been six weeks ago. Um, but Allen can win, you know, all kinds of ways. Moving down the list a little bit, Dak Prescott actually the second highest um, average fantasy output against uh, his conference uh, opponents in the playoffs. Twenty-eight point four points, just one point two points below where we saw Allen uh, had twenty-seven point three against Arizona. Twenty-nine point six was the uh, average in two games against Philly, and thirty-one point five all the way back in Week One. It's hard to it seems like last year, I guess it was. <laughs> 31 to 29 game in Tampa, and Dak scoring 31.5. He he did have a real clunker against Kansas City. Um, That was an ugly game that the Cowboys lost. I believe it was 13 to seven or something like that. Uh, But but he did light up um, Las Vegas and New England. Third on the list, Tom Brady 28.3. Already mentioned, and then then we kind of get a mix in the middle. And the player that I wanted to freeze here on is um, the two are Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, and for different reasons. Aaron Aaron Rodgers, uh, you made the point that Packers have the best chance of getting to the Super Bowl. So he would have the best chance of any quarterback uh, to get a double point game. Um, but he didn't score like the others. And we have seen in those big games that, I mean, Rodgers is not afraid to dink and dunk, hand the ball off, let the other players on the team win. He really is. Like he's an elite game manager, I, I guess. I've never really used that term for him. That's, I mean, honestly, that's what he is. He protects the ball and, and, he, and he takes what's there. How do you like Rodgers versus Mahomes, given their relative chances to make the Super Bowl and the fact that they're actually middle-fancy QBs versus the rest of the QBs in the tournament?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I, you know, Rogers is so tough to play because if you see Green Bay making a deep run, it's hard not to see how Devontae Adams outscores him yeah. by a lot. So, um, you know, from that perspective, I would be much more likely, I think, to play Mahomes. But on the other hand, if if you're trying to uh, get off of Devontae Adams' chalk, then, you know, Rogers as a leverage play might make some sense.
3: It, the tough thing, the tough thing with Rogers Roger play um, when you think about the situations for how they would get there. Okay. So if they, if they get there on his arm, Adams is going to outscore him. And if they don't get there on his arm, then, you know, maybe Adams doesn't outscore him, but maybe the combination of however the work is split up between Jones and Dylan outscores him. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it's just like, I, he, I, it's weird to think that maybe he wouldn't, there's a t- tough path for him to even be the optimal packer to play. Despite right. ownership, um, yeah. whereas with the chief, with the Chiefs, the Chiefs are difficult because even if they get all the way there, you know we we've got Clyde edwards alaire coming back, and and from our game splits tool, I did pull this uh, in my article as well, and, and I hadn't really appreciated this, I guess, in the season, but Mahomes is four and a half points better per game from a fantasy perspective with edwards alaire in the lineup, and and, and I, I didn't drill down any further than that. I don't know if they're doing different things with formations. Um, different packages if the play calling has been different without uh CH in there, but it's a 10 game sample um, th- that we see that. So I don't think it's insignificant, but then you got Tyreek Hill has been wildly inconsistent over the, the past two months. And, and so I, I, he feels like leverage, but the way to play the whole offense is Mahomes, Um sure. And I, I think Kelsey is, you know, by far the chalk there. So would you consider a Mahomes? Are you going to play any Mahomes lineups? You said you have a lot of entries in there. Uh, you know, is oh Mahomes yeah. on in your teams? Yeah. I'm almost yeah. certainly going to
2: have at least a couple of Mahomes lineups. I think um kind of for a lot of the reasons you said, you know, Kelsey's going to be the chalk, but you can see the the Chiefs going far and them doing it on a really big Tyreek Hill game one week or um, you know, really big. You know, a lot of passes to the running back. Darrell Williams scores some receiving touchdowns or something. And so I think there are a lot more paths for the Chiefs to make a deep run and Mahomes to be the highest scoring player on the Chiefs than you have for Rodgers.
3: So Mahomes over Rogers, I think that helps. I mean, yeah. where I ultimately yeah. ended up, and if you want to check this out, you know, Blair's piece that we've been talking about, you know, the entire episode and, and, and my quarterback piece that I'm talking about there, but still both on the front page uh, at rotoviz.com. Uh, I ended up narrowing my quarterback pool to Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, and Darren Rodgers. I think after hearing you talk about this, we can scratch Rogers. So it's a four quarterback pool. Would you propose anyone that I that I skipped? Do you like the Bengals getting hot with with the Joe Burrow situation or um, you know, or, or I guess Stafford maybe would be the other case to make. Uh, do you like either of those guys?
2: Um, I do like Burrow. And it's kind of the same reason that I think Mahomes could be a good play because you you know what kind of ceiling Jamar Chase and Higgins have, but if they are doing it on two different weeks or you know yeah. they're not it's not the same guy consistently, you're gonna want Burrow because he's um benefiting from all of those games. And then the other guy who I do think is kind of interesting, um, kind of because he can score points almost no matter who he's throwing to is Kyler Murray um, mm. that you probably are, are assuming that Arizona wins against LA. So it doesn't quite fit into your bracket, but um, you know, it's hard to see, I guess, unless there's news that um, Chase Edmonds is going to be out and James Connor becomes really chalky. It's hard to see uh, any, well, a lot of people playing any of the Cardinals.
3: Yeah, I think Chase Edmonds confirmed that he plans to play uh, today. Okay. I think I okay. saw that. Um, and and the latest is that Connor is a Monday night game time decision. But it's difficult because, I mean, Kingsbury has been difficult. He's not <laughs> trustworthy uh, with yeah. this stuff. Um, you know, Connor did have a huge week 18. It feels like he'll, he'll play. But it does—it does make me nervous to to enter yeah, some sure. Connor lineups, even though he could end up being uh, he could end up being huge. I mean, he mm-hmm. actually scored four touchdowns in their two games against the Rams this season, um, and that that was how they you know that's how they competed in those games. It was not on Kyler Murray's arm. Um, so, uh, but the, the Cardinals, I I feel bad. I feel like Dave and I have basically just brushed over them. We both acknowledged that we could see them beating. The Rams. I don't think either one of us felt like they they could get past the Packers. Um, just feels like they're missing too much without without Hopkins in particular. But how many games do you assign to them, and and do you like them over the Rams, or do you agree with us that the Rams are the, are the pick there?
2: Um, no, I think the Rams are the pick. I mean, yeah, that's tricky. It's. I would go with the Rams too in that game, but I would. And even if I weren't playing that many lineups, I probably wouldn't have a Kyler Murray lineup, but if I'm playing eight or 10 or something, I'd want at least one to, to uh, kind of bet on the Cardinals to make a run.
3: All right, Dave, anything else to hit before we build some
1: lineups? No, I think I want to, us to get into building some lineups. Now I've been watching that clock tick <laughs> Curtis. It's time to build some lineups.
3: All right. Well, I've got team, we've got Curtis Blair, Dave, I've got team Rotovis CBD here. Dave, you got any ideas for a format? Are we going to, we're going to do a draft? Um, how, how do you want to do this? I can, I can share my screen here so we can see what's going on. Uh, why don't you, gotta you keep us organized? Yeah, why name.
1: don't you share your screen? And then I want to start by asking Blair if there's one particular player out of the whole field that he really wants in this lineup, no matter what. And then we'll go from there. <laughs> um,
2: the one guy that I've been pretty excited to play because I think he'll be overlooked on his team. Uh, but could
1: explode is T Higgins. I like it. Curtis thoughts on that. <laughs> Are you ready to put T uh, Higgins in there? or What?
3: Uh, listen, man. Um, I, it feels like a CBD play. So I'm good. Let's, uh, <laughs> the uh, only thing um, I, I think I, there
2: I, was <laughs> some news about, he, he uh, hurt his foot. So there was, <laughs> there, there that. was, yeah
1: player okay opens with a player. <laughs> opens with a
3: player that's injured. <laughs> I love it. Open it this says, conviction play. This conviction play is, has a mid yeah. play.
2: <laughs> Um Higgins doesn't carry an injury designation ahead of Saturday's game. So yeah, no, it's fine.
3: Okay. So, <laughs> so let's let me, do it. So let let me ask you this. We're gonna we're gonna put Higgins in. So we're hypothesizing two games max for the Bengals with this play, I assume. Yeah, right.
2: When you, yeah. when you play a receiver like this, I think you're you're hoping for an explosion in a
3: one-and-done. Okay, or so so this at fits least within two. the bracket we built. It fits within the bracket we built, Dave. Yeah. So yeah, that, yeah. That's the, the reason for the question there. All right, uh, Dave, you're up, man.
1: All right. Um, well, I'm thinking where I'd like to go next here might be an unexpected play but I'd like to nominate Najee Harris of the Pittsburgh Steelers with the thought being that if they somehow manage to overcome the chiefs, I feel like he has to play a big role in that. And then just another game where, you know, if they advance, he's probably going to continue to get used. Um, so it feels kind of like a throwaway spot. I'm more excited about most of these wide receivers as we talked about anyway. So I feel like he's one of the running backs. I want to get in there. Blair, I see you nodding your head as if you agree.
2: Well, I like Harris because you can also see him getting a lot of targets in a in a game that Pittsburgh loses. So yeah. you can you can kind of use that uh you can use his performance no matter what.
3: Yeah, I think uh I think the reason that Najee can still be a good play is we have real questions about um Fournette and Connor this late. Yeah. Um. And yeah. so I, I think Ana- the way Anadi lineup wins is not even necessarily that they get past the Chiefs. It's that you know Connor misses the first game and you take zeros. <laughs> um. Or, or 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 the Cardinals lose and he misses the game and, and you're guaranteed a zero. Um. Or Fournette is back, but you know who else they also activated was Gio Bernard. Gio Bernard was not involved much this season, but we so we saw Keyshawn Vaughn have some. Uh, uh, some pop plays. I can't remember if he's going to be available for the playoffs or not. That might actually be why geo uh, was activated, but you know, perhaps, you know, the bucks have something up their sleeve. It's on for a reason. Maybe Lenny isn't playoff. Lenny is just, you know, turns back into a pumpkin. Like he, like he was a year before he came to Tampa Bay. Um, so Najee could end up, you know, with a 23 point game and a, and a Steelers loss and still be okay. And still actually be like the RB two or something for the, the tournament. Um, you know, who knows, uh, weirder things have happened. So we got not, okay, this is definitely going to be a unique build. Uh, and and this is why we're doing this. Um, okay. So let's go. This, this is easy, but I'm just going to do it because this yep. was my guy all year. I'm going to get Cooper cup into our lineup.
2: I think that's smart. Even though you end up, you know, he's going to probably be the highest owned player in the whole contest, but it's really hard to see who outscores him. If the Rams, make a run. And even if they lose, it's hard to see who outscores him. So.
3: All right, Blair, uh, it's back to you. All right. Well,
2: um, I think since we've already got Higgins already got Najee, you need to get a little more, a little more solid, a little more principled. So let's go with Josh Allen at QB. Oh, wow. no, there
3: the argument it is. from Dave, Dave, right here. Yeah, no <laughs> argument from either one of us on this. I I, I think so. Um, okay, yeah, this this is definitely a spicy team so far. Dave, uh, where do you want to go? I want you to click
1: back under that running back tab for me. Oh boy,
3: <laughs> you're, you're going to pick both of our running backs. <laughs> Look at this. Maybe team only team only
1: RB. Right? Um, yeah, no, actually, I, I don't feel comfortable doing that. Can you go over to wide receiver, please? <laughs> Sure, because I'm honestly not even really sure um, where else I would go. Well, actually, Blair, can I toss out a question to you here? Mm-hmm. One thing that I was thinking of the other night is a play that I don't think many people would make would be Aaron Jones at the running back position. Have you thought mm-hmm. about that? And you have any thoughts on that?
2: Um, I think that if if Adams is not the the guy you want on Green Bay, then it's Probably either Jones or Dylan. The problem is figuring out which which one one of those it's going to be. Yep. Um, I mean, obviously Jones has multi touchdown upside any week, but so does Dylan and they haven't really, uh, they haven't really used one. I mean, I guess you would say Jones is like the one a, but they were both top 24 running backs this year. Um, So it's hard to see. like a clear distinction there. So, I mean, I think I would prefer Jones, but...
1: All right. So I uh, think that that answers the question, though. For this team, I don't think that we're going to go with one of those. (coughs) Excuse me. There's no way
3: in in hell we're doing Najee Harris and Aaron Jones.
1: All right. (laughs) That's not not happening. All right. So then I think then that means we're going to be in on Devontae Adams. Okay. Right? Because we're not going to do Rodgers.
3: yeah, no, I, I think I think this is fine. I think we got, um, you know, we 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 swerved hard with our first two picks. Um, we're getting a little chalky here with the wide receivers, but like as Blair said, I think it's it's principled stuff. Yep. Um, I'm gonna go to t- I'm gonna go to tight end here, um, and and I'm actually gonna go George Kittle first. I want to leave things open uh, on the Chiefs uh, for for one of you two, but I, I just it, if we get uh, if we get a, a shootout against Dallas and they decide look Debo is just not going to be the guy that gets us I mean I love the idea of a, a thirty point Kittle game and, and, a, and a you know one week and go home but if they get past Dallas it could very well be because it's just so difficult to match up with this guy and and then you get to the next round and then you know, presumably they'd be going up to Green Bay. Um, and that, that'd be really fun. I don't think the Packers would have much fun, uh, with George Kittle. So, um, he's my pick here, Blair, it's back to you, man.
2: All right. Um, what are we missing? Uh, how about, all right, I'm going to do like a, a protective sort of play to keep you guys from getting a player I don't want (laughs) and say, well, we have to go with
3: CD lamb here. CD lamb. Okay. Um, talk, talk me through CD versus uh, Amari. I mean, I'm going to click on the player. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I need to hear this.
2: I mean, I don't have really strong conviction on, on either one. I think they obviously both could put up huge games. Um, I slightly prefer CD, but I mean, I think you kind of have to have to pick your poison. I don't know. Well, not really pick your poison, but you just got to come down on one. I mean, uh, these wide receivers are so hard to predict on a week to week basis. Um, Both of them obviously have, you know, 30 point upside. So just trying to, trying to pick who you like. All right. That's good enough.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it is a coin flip. I didn't know how much, much conviction you had. Um, who are you trying to block us from uh, on, on Dallas? Zeke. Because we, mm-hmm. we couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you were going to get a Zeke pick from either one of yeah, us. I don't think so, uh, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that's not going to happen. So, uh, okay, Dave, man. So just to recap the lineup um, so far, we got Josh Allen at quarterback. We have uh, Najee Harris at running back. We have an open running back slot. T Higgins and Cooper cup are wide receivers. And then our first two flexes are filled with CD lamb and Devontae Adams. So we have two more open flexes and an open running back spot, George Kittle at tight end and then open place kicker, open defense and special teams.
1: Right. So the thing I I actually wanted to bring up was I think that we're at the point where we need to discuss the kicker and the DST um, as kind of A, if we wanted to use those as like throwaway spots for the team we're not interested in, or B, if there are players that there's a compelling case to go after or a player being the kicker or a team to go after for those spots. One of the teams I think a lot of people would have come to mind there is Tennessee. We know they have an easy path for a lot of games. There's questions around Derrick Henry, who would probably be one of the players that you'd be more likely to play if you felt good about Tennessee going far. Uh, So before I make my pick, I just wanted to toss that back to you guys.
2: I think with both of these positions, kicker and defense, you want to make them teams that you don't expect to win in the the wild card week. Um, You'd rather get one game from your kicker and defense because you have to pick at least uh, four players who are only going to play one game. So you definitely want to make, want to try and make two of those be the kicker and defense.
3: Yep, absolutely. And, and, And in the breakdown in the breakdown of those two te- of those two picks too, I think you make the the team you least expect to win your defense, and the team you second least expect to win your kicker. Um, yeah, that, that's I, and I don't feel strongly about it. That's that's the way I, I approach it. Um, that's the way I've approached it in the lineups I've built so far. So I have I have a couple that I've been leaning towards. I don't really necessarily feel convicted on it, but it's just. You, yeah, I think your bracket does dictate uh, to, to both of your points. Your bracket does dictate uh, who you selected those positions. So are you going to draft a kicker or a defense here, Dave, or are you going back uh, to the offensive side of the ball?
1: No, I think, I, I think I am going to go with the DST. Not that this is a team that would have, I think, had many guys we're going to be looking at, but then I guess we would probably toss Philadelphia in that DST spot. Okay. Yeah. I
3: think, I think that the choices there, um, the choices there are Philly or Arizona, probably. Yeah. Or, of then, our, then after that, uh, maybe or Las New, Vegas. Yeah. Or New, England. Yeah, or New, New, New England. England. yeah. Actually, actually like, I, I could see actually the, the bills having a tight divisional game against a familiar opponent um, in the first week and, and Allen maybe being a little shakier than normal and then, and then figuring it out and, and later around. So I do have, even though it's negatively correlated from like a, you know, a, right. a DFS perspective and Blair was talking about that at the top episode. I do have, I think an Allen um, Patriots roster, but I, I like going the other direction here, Philly, you know, playing fast and loose with nothing to lose. Um, okay. So it's back to me. We we need a Tampa and we have Tampa advancing pretty far in the tournament. We don't have anyone on that squad yet. We can't take Brady. Um, so it's, it's basically a, a four net, versus Gronk versus Evans decision. I feel the fact that he's been activated already, the fact that he was so consistent across four games last season in the playoffs, I'm gonna go with Fournette here as our other back. Um so we've got both of those back spots filled. So if we want another running back, it is going to be one of our two remaining flex spots. So Blair, back to you.
2: Okay. You can count on me to pick a running back every time <laughs> <laughs> No. Go over to the wide receiver tab.
3: <laughs> we still need a we still need a chief. Yep. Right. Um, yeah, we, we need a chief uh in particular, and we need yeah. a cardinal, probably. Um so yeah, th- that's the thing, is our, our team pool is shrinking here. And then right. yeah. um
2: Chiefs, Cardinals, we have the Raiders still, and the Titans. Yeah, we still have the Raiders
3: and the Patriots and Patriots. Patriots. Yeah.
2: Uh Huh. All right. Well, I think with Cup and Adams and Fournette and Allen, we need to get a little bit, you know, get a little bit spicier. So, how about Tyreek Hill?
1: I like it. Oof, you said spicier. I was like, what's, gonna, what's he going to bring? Jacoby Myers here or uh, <laughs> Kendrick Bourne? <laughs> <laughs> Not that those guys yeah, have ever been mentioned with spicy, but.
3: So, so I think that the play here is Tyreek. So, I think the the path is the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl, and and Tyreek explodes in the Super Bowl. Um, Yeah, although we also have
2: Allen at QB, so it might be the sort thing where
3: yeah, you can't. Yeah,
2: you have a high scoring Buffalo Kansas City game that Buffalo wins, and and he'll has a couple touchdowns.
3: All right. Yeah. yeah so a, a Kelsey yards. injury or, a, you know, opposing team that just, you know, commits to not letting Kelsey be the reason they lose is, you know, that type of thing. Not that Kelsey's ever really been able to be shut down, but yeah, I, I have I to, think, what what do we think Kelsey's ownership is going to be? I mean, it's going to be so high.
2: Yeah. I think last year it was around 65% and yeah. there weren't, the tight end field wasn't as strong last year, but also he'll, looked better going into the yeah. playoffs last year. Yeah. Um so more people were excited to play Hill. So I think it'll still be above 60%.
1: All
3: right. So All right, Dave, you've got a flex or a
1: kicker. A flex or a kicker. Yeah. So at this point, yep. <laughs> I think we need to just think about the teams that we have left and then really just who the best player is on that team. Um so we have the Raiders, the Patriots, the Titans and the Cardinals. Yep. Yep. Patriots, Raiders, Titans, Cardinals. Boy. One thing
2: I will say is that with us having Josh Allen in the QB slot, it probably doesn't make sense to play Damian Harris. So
3: No. Right. No, agree.
2: take him, take him out of the pool. I,
3: I think I think, yeah, I think it's basically it's basically Patriots kicker or hard bait on New England. I don't think we can mm. play an
1: offensive yeah. player. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, all right, so. I mean, it is kind of tempting to toss Derrick Henry in there at the flex. The other guy that comes to mind is a name that's going to feel really weird to say, but Hunter Renfro. Do
2: we not have a Tennessee Titan don't in there? Have Tennessee, no, we Tennessee, so we don't could go Titan. AJ Brown, yet. too.
1: So it's it's Henry
3: or Brown here. And and so oh. yeah, it's 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 very very difficult. Um and I think they're I think they're both great options. We talked a lot about this uh on yesterday's mm-hmm. pod. Um Dave and and it it's it's tough, man. Um I think AJ Brown's the play if 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 you think the Bengals go further. I almost think it makes sense to pick AJ Brown maybe more with a Burrow lineup. Um you know, if right. if, the, if Tennessee gets forced to play from behind and loses in that single game and, and Henry doesn't have the opportunity to stack wins up. I think in our bracket we did we did have the Titans over uh the Bengals, but then losing to the, the Bills. is right. So from right. the hold of the bracket, you know, that's what we had. All right. Yeah. Or you can stick me so. with it and uh pick the kicker, which <laughs> is <laughs> whatever you want to do here, man.
1: Yeah. No, no, I might do it. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to stick you. I'm going to take the kicker and stick you making the choice here. You've been looking at this more than I have. You've been fired up about this. I want you to make this election. So I think then um, see, I don't actually want to take new. I think I'd rather take um, for kicker. Probably Matt Gay. I feel like Arizona has the most chances. Yeah, we have cut. So it'd be Matt Prater. Oh, Matt Prater. So Matt yeah, Frater. yeah, Sorry, sorry. Matt Prater. Yeah that's, what I, yeah,
3: yeah, that's it. I actually love that. I think that's great because, um, like I said, it. I think it's a softer fade than picking the the team defense. It's still a, it's still a soft fade, but it's softer. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. If they do get past, you know, the Rams, then, you know, maybe we can get 20 plus points out of Prater uh, if he gets a second game. Um, okay. So yeah, we definitely got, we've got to pick a Titan here. I I think with the way this is constructed, just with the Higgins selection, it doesn't feel right. Um, it doesn't really feel right to hypothesize a one and done Titan situation here. Um, not to say that AJ Brown couldn't smash for multiple games, even if Henry were healthy. Um, Blair, I, I do want to pick your brain before I make the selection. Um, I, I know positionally what your preference is, but how do you just <laughs> feel about how do you feel about Derrick Henry um, coming off of this injury? I think he he it's recommended for a ten a ten week rehab. I think he ends up with a twelve week rehab. Um, we we know what he's capable of shouldering. I mean, he's had epic playoff performances in the past. The Titans have definitely leaned on their studs in in every big game. Um, it's one thing that's been great about Vrabel, regardless of his offensive coordinator, is you know who's going to get the ball. Um, so do, do you think Henry's volume, even in a single game or or two-game um, situation, can have him outscoring A.J. Brown? Um,
2: yeah, that definitely could happen. I think, um, yeah, this is so tricky because... If Henry were healthy, he would be one of the more popular plays in this contest. But with him coming yeah. off injury, you probably see the, uh, see the ownership get split a little bit. Um, and it really just comes down to what you think the Titans are going to do. If you think they're going to win a couple games and possibly go to the Super Bowl, then Henry's the obvious play. If you think they're one and done. Then it's AJ Brown, so <laughs> we're kind of uh,
3: in between. So that makes it even even trickier. Yeah, we've we've got them for two games, um, right. I, I guess uh, in, in this bracket. But we, we didn't ask you what we what you think their most likely uh, situation is. In your article, you mentioned you know obviously um, that along with the Packers, they have the shortest path to the Super Bowl, but that the Chiefs had better you know betting odds to get there. You know, wh- what's your feeling? Uh, let's let's just. Talk about the, the Titans Bengals matchup specifically. Do you like right. if that's what happens, do you like the Titans to to beat the Bengals? Um, and then if, if that happens, do you like the Titans chances against KC or Buffalo, depending on what happens there? Um, I I think I would probably
2: have the Titans as slight favorites against the Bengals, but even that is not going to be an easy game. Like we've seen the Bengals come out and look super explosive. And if that's the team that we get to start the playoffs, then um, the Titans might have some trouble keeping pace. Uh, So I'm a little bit worried. I would, if, you know, Titans going against the chiefs, I would pick the chiefs Titans against the bills. I'd probably pick the bills. So, um, yeah, I probably think that the Titans are maybe a little bit overseeded in this in this mm. bracket. You know,
3: yeah. So if they, if they, okay, so you've you've got them for two games, basically. Uh, if I if I reverse engineer that, then and let I would really want to pick the Bengals to beat the
2: Titans if I'm being honest. I, I know that. I mean. Yeah, the
3: that's the rooting interest for sure. So in, <laughs> in, in, in the in the Titans. Bills game. Um, do we see Buffalo imposing their will and and the Titans cha- being forced to chase, or do we think the Buffalo can win a slowed down game that actually plays into the hands of the Titans' offense? I think that's the question. And that's how I'm going to decide to pick, right? Yeah,
2: we're kind of committed to assuming that the the Bills do beat the Titans just by having Allen at QB, but there probably are ways for uh if we also have Henry and he goes to the Super Bowl for a Henry Allen team to still score pretty well, even with Josh Allen only mm-hmm. getting um three games.
3: Let's do it, man. I, I this might end up being my only Derrick Henry team, but I, I love I just love his player. Um, I, d- just watching him. So uh it'll be great to at least have one one lineup to root for, him, man. If we get there, so Dave, why don't you run it down, man, and and, and close us out?
1: Yeah, for sure. So at quarterback, we have Josh Allen, followed by running backs Najee Harris and Leonard Fournette. At wide receiver, Cooper Cup and T Higgins, flexing it out. Derrick Henry, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, C.D. Lamb. At tight end, we have George Kittle. Or Place kicker is Matt Prater. And our DST is the Philadelphia Eagles team defense. Blair Andrews, thank you very much for stopping by. Any uh, closing words for the good people out there as they head off to fill out some of these brackets of their own?
2: (laughs) Um, No, I mean, just I think uh, the strategy that you guys have here of starting with the bracket and making sure that you're lineup fits kind of the story you're telling yourself about how the playoffs will go is, uh, is the right way to do it. So my advice here. All
1: right. Well, thank you very much, Blair, for stopping by. Of course, everybody can find all of Blair's work on rotoviz.com. Curtis, it's a Friday. I'm going to give you the floor to close things out for us. Uh,
3: I thought, Man, you and I caught me by surprise because I thought Blair was doing the send-off. Um, All right. I mean, I'll just hit the I, sound I, effect just... <laughs> if you
1: want. We can just we can just shut it down. I'll just hit it right now. Yeah, just do that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the RotoViz Fantasy uh... Football Show. Send us questions at rvffshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DaveKabenFF and at CPatrickNFL. Leave us a voicemail at 978-615-9214. And make sure to rate, review, and subscribe.